Welcome to the Work Hard, Play Hard podcast. My name is Rob Murgatroyd, and I am a former doctor turned lifestyle entrepreneur. Each week, I interview some of the best minds on the planet on the science of achievement and the art of fulfillment. Today's episode is a mini-sode that we call Fried Dates with the Wife. In these mini-sodes, my wife Kim and I deconstruct the strategies that we've developed over the last decade to not only grow personally, but to turn our struggles into lessons and create fulfillment in all areas of our lives. Excuses are over. It's time to live. Let's dig into today's topic. All right, before we jump into this episode, I want to invite you to be considered for my Work Hard, Play Hard Mastermind by completing an application at workhardplayhardmastermind.com. So this mastermind is not like any mastermind you may have been to or heard of, I promise you. This mastermind is for six to seven figure entrepreneurs that are working too damn much and aren't taking the time to have amazing experiences around the world with an incredible tribe of people. So every 100 days or so, I drop you into new experiences that are specifically designed to elevate your thinking, to give you new ideas. Look, you get your best ideas not staring at a computer. And actually, this is the way high-level people really collaborate with each other. They do it over a glass of champagne, watching the sunset in the south of France. So if you are ready to do some fun stuff around the world and really, really want to level up your tribe in one shot, fill out an application at workhardplayhardmastermind.com. We'll jump on a call and we'll see if it's a good fit. All right, let's jump into today's episode. Well, Kimberly 4.0 <laughs> Murgatroyd, how are you? Is that my GPI? I broke the uh, the internet like Kim Kardashian's ass last week. And uh, it w- whenever I have a post that hits a nerve, gets a lot of comments, gets some shares, some bookmarks, some social media love, I always know that uh, somebody else is uh, suffering from the same uh, standpoint as I was when I wrote the post or had, and the suffering's a little dramatic. I can be dramatic. Dealing with a little angst uh, on the subject. So uh, would you like me to lead into today or you hmm. want to lead into Well, today? I do. Here's what I want to say out of the gate uh, when we talk about this subject. And basically what we're going to talk about today is the evolution of growth that we've both gone through over our lifetime. And what I want to say to you is I'm so proud of you for putting out the truth, the authenticity, the level of authenticity, because, you know, a lot of people will comment on posts and they're like, oh, well, yeah, I mean, I've been growing and I'm I'm amazing. And I, I, I only focus on this or that. And like, they only share the highlight or the how, how amazing they are now, right? They don't share the the darkness where they struggled. And that may be partly because they're still in it, but they're unwilling to really see that, right? But I want to- I think I know why. I, I can tell you why, because I've, I've done a lot of thinking about this. Most people on Instagram are trying to sell you some shit. Mm-hmm. Just being honest, they are. And- When they consider themselves, when they are selling something to you, they are viewing themselves probably as an expert in an area. Mm -hmm. And when you're an expert in an area, 
like for example, if I do uh, masterminds and I take people around for incredible experiences around the world, if I wrote a post about how bad I was at traveling, it would probably not lend itself to selling more uh, trips, or at least that that's how they couch. At yeah. least that's how they couch it. What I try and do is any area that I haven't. If I understand something. I will share it from before I understood it. Mm -hmm. So I'll share it from the struggle standpoint. But I think that the reason why a lot of people don't want to do that is because they feel that they're going to be not taken seriously as somebody who's an expert. So what do you have? You have a scroll on Instagram of everybody telling you how to live your fucking life. Right. Every single person. But then, but that's what I want to remember. Commend- remember, you're stronger. Remember yeah. that you know you're worth more, and you know blah 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 blah. Every single one. But you know what's funny? <laughs> As we learned from Darren, people talk about what they're working out, and so I can literally tell what someone's trying to work out by the theme of their post. But. That's not, but I want to commend you for pulling that veil back and sharing where you struggle. And to the audience, if you're sharing, whether you're whether you're selling something or not on Instagram or in social, when you share from a place of vulnerability of something difficult that you went through, some insecurity you had, some whatever, and you grew through it, when you share that. It is so much more relatable. Like there is a reason when you watch these like body transformation shows that 90% of the show is showing the struggle and the before and the, the difficulties and all of that because that's what we connect to. Every one of those shows, it's like the last 30 seconds where the person jumps on the scale or comes through the paper that had their, their old image on it. That's 30 seconds. And it's yeah, like, I how mean, do you they, feel now? And it's yeah, great. If you, if you wanted just the end of it, you, they could just literally say, here's the before, here's the after. And But that's not the interesting part. It's it's the growth that you go through, go through, you grow through, right? So I want to commend you on sharing the Rob 1.0, 2.0, 3.0 post, because I think that it is going to inspire a lot of people to look differently at the growth they've had in their life. And not just acknowledge it, but realize that you wouldn't be, as many people pointed out, you would not be this version of Rob if you didn't go through the other ones because there were valuable lessons learned. And those those people supported you where you were in that lifetime. Mm -hmm. And so I thought today what we could do is we could go through kind of share a little more in depth, a little more color on those areas, but also go through maybe my one, two, and 3.0 that I haven't really thought through, but I mean. So uh, I'll I'll give you a second to think through it and I'll give you just the highlights. It's actually a very short post. There's there's 1.0, each one has like two or three. Well, let's talk about your 1.0 and my 1.0 and let's see where we were. All right, so um, my 1.0 was- I take that back. Let's do all of you and then all of me. All right, so it's really quick. I mean, it's it's very short. So my 1.0 was the guy that would knock you down. He was a bit of a dick. He was after one thing, a mansion, a yacht, flashy cars, and, um, you know, would take every dollar he had and try and um, step into more significance, whether it was, you know, having a personal shopper who, by the way, 
dressed him horribly um, or have <laughs> I love a, that you're speaking in third person. Or have a, yeah, well, I actually started this post with please forgive the douchey third person reference. But when you're speaking about somebody- That doesn't exist that anymore. That doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. And you don't identify, you can't call them yourself because it's not you. I don't, yeah. it's, just, it's just some other dickhead that was around. So the 1.0 was bad hair, bad clothes, get out of my way. I don't care about- uh, anything else but show me the money, show me the house, show me the cars, show me the trips, blah, blah, blah. And let me show you how successful I am. Yeah, and I really didn't care whether or not I wanted any of those things. I cared whether or not you thought, this is a big piece. Did you think I, do you think I'm cool because I'm driving that car and living in that house and wearing those clothes? What do you think about me? I didn't, care whether or not I liked the house. I didn't care whether or not the car, like the car was not an important thing for me. But what was important was, you know, in the same way that, I don't know, uh, Epictetus 2000 years ago would have a purple robe because it was different mm -hmm. than velour and nobody else did. He wanted to be the guy with the cool purple robe. It hasn't changed in 2000 years. So, so I was that guy. So hold on. I want to talk about that because between, so someone actually asked this in one of the comments. So you're going to need to go back and, and answer some questions that people are asking. So I think it's valuable, but I met you at the tail end of 1.0. Yeah. And you used to drive up to the gym in the, in the shiny Porsche. Mm -hmm. You came in like looking like you owned the place, which is your energy is what attracted me to you. That confidence that like, owning who you were at the moment, even though maybe you were insecure on the inside, I'm not sure. But that's that energy is what initially caught my eye and attracted me. But then I got to know you and you were so different and funny and self-deprecating as always on the inside. And so it's one of these things where your outside didn't match your inside. And I remember the the guys that were around me at that time were, they didn't like you. They were like, yeah, that guy's a douche. And I was like, what are you talking about? Like, he's the nicest guy. And I didn't see it because I got to spend so much time just talking with you. Uh, for those that don't know, Rob was my client, my personal training client before he was my husband. And so we spent a good year or so uh, training together just completely in a normal <laughs> like friend relationship, uh, actually professional relationship uh, before we ever went on a date. So I met you at that moment, but somebody asked is there something that provoked the change between these people, right? One point to two point to three. And one to two, you had a very big life altering shift between um, some business stuff, uh, divorce, and uh, some big life changing shifts between 1.0 and 2.0. Mm. And I want you to speak to that. You don't have to, we don't have to go into what that was, but we just, you know, when everything is going so great on paper, the universe has a way of re-evaluating and correcting. So you were in a marriage that you were not really in love with, and she obviously wasn't either if she cheated, so there's that. And there was some business struggle that went on. And so this big, crazy 1.0 life that you built kind of came crashing down, right? Yeah, I mean, I think, I think a lot of it was 
was self-imposed. When I go back and I look at that stage of my life, because there was such arrogance there and there was frankly such greed um, that was around it, it wasn't long before the universe smacked me in the face and had the marriage come down, the business come down in lots of ways. Lots of crumbling was happening around me. It was very much like when you're a kid and you, you you watch an ant crawl across, you know, the sidewalk and then you pick it up and you move it back to where it was. It took like an hour to get it, you know, across, you know, one block of the sidewalk or one, you know, 10 feet of a sidewalk and then move them back. That's what it felt like. It felt like I was starting over. And I was starting over with humility this time. It wasn't, uh, it, when you get knocked down, it's really hard to be out. Like you got to be, a, so it takes a, uh, a special kind of asshole really to be that arrogant that um, you're not recognizing the changes that need to be made. So for me, I then slipped into sort of this next stage, which we'll call 2.0. And 2.0 for me was a very different stage. It was um, more truer to who I was in terms of personality um, and my spirit overall. But it was unsure of trusting in myself. And this stage was about, you know, like 1.0 was like, I know what I'm doing, get out of my way. I want, um, I want a million dollars, I want a house, I want a car, and I don't care what you want. And then I swung the pendulum. And it went in the opposite direction. And I said, well, what do you think I should do? What do you think would be good for me? I mean, you know me, right? And I somehow lost the ability because I, with 1.0, I was like, I know what I'm doing, leave me alone. And 2.0, I recognized that I wasn't as smart as I thought I was. And so I just relied on everybody else and said, what do you think I should do? And I knew that I wasn't happy with my life. So, you know, I was a, I was a person that liked to, uh, Model like others, Tony right? Robbins and Tony Robbins always taught me about modeling. And so I went off on this long journey for a, quite a few years of not knowing, I don't want to say who I was, but there is an element to that for sure. But I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do. And I would rely too much on the advice of others instead of trusting my gut. And that lasted a really long time. That was years. That was the majority of our relationship and especially in the early stages. And, you know, when I think about that, Rob, I remember you, you were so easily influenced. It didn't matter who it was. If you had any respect for them at all, they could completely change everything about you. Example, your brother came to visit and he uh, had a lot of influence in you. You literally picked him up at the airport and you came home with a shape, you had shaved your head and he, you were wearing a juicy velour tracksuit and like work boots. And you walked in, you're like, do you like my new look? I was like, what the fuck just happened? Like, what happened? And I literally made him return all of it. And I, if he, I could have grown the hair back instantly, I would have. But it was like, how did you get a makeover in the last 30 seconds? Like, like a complete, like shaved your head makeover. Mm. Like there was that level of, of doing that. But you also, when you did that, when you were this person that was so easily influenced, you also kind of 
gave up a little bit on your on your voice. And I remember you and I having a lot of conversations about you needing to find your voice. And I remember talking to you and being like, you are an amazing person. Like you have so much to offer. You need to stick up for yourself. And that was, if you think about the years and that, like I lost my mind on your business coach at that time in the middle of Morocco, screaming at him on a rooftop because because he was he was abu- verbally abusive to you and he was creating problems in your life that were not your path. Like you wouldn't stick up for yourself in, in those times. So it's like you went from this like 1.0, you know, arrogance, I got it to this like, I'm just going to lay on my back and take it mm-hmm. to a, like almost like a lack of worth. I don't want to put words in your mouth, but. I'm not making excuses for myself, but if I look back on the why behind it, I think at the time, you know, it's kind of like if a girl's dating the bad boy, she wants to geek. And if she's dating the geek, mm-hmm. she wants the bad boy. We tend to swing the pendulum yeah. when we have bad experiences. So, you know, I swung, I, I, I started off, you know, dickhead, uh, 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 1.0. And then I went to, you know, lying on my back, just being, you know, uh, what, what do you think I should do? 2.0. And then uh, 3.0, I think is a, is a healthy mix now of- What do you think the shift between two and three was? I know. <laughs> what was the shift? Yeah. When like did why the... did it shift or what was there a yeah, moment? Yeah, like how know? did you go from um, kind of duplicating what other people were doing, you know, Mm -hmm. with this envious, well, if they have a $10 million company, I want a $10 million company. If they have this, I want that. If they have, like, there's multiple stages of 2.0, right? There was 2.0 where like Rob lost his voice. And then there was 2.0 where Stella got the groove back and, and you were, you were on it. For me, I think the difference between two and 3.0 is when you got clarity on what you wanted in your life. Yeah, I think so. And I think that there were a couple of pieces there. I think the one pivotal piece for me was getting, and and I think a lot of men are gonna identify, you know, women is about their, you know, their youthfulness and their body and men it's about money. That's just the way we are wired, right? And so for me, when I got clear on what I, it was very, it, it was very confusing for me not that long ago to be around people with a lot of wealth because I kept saying, well, I guess I should. But there was a part of me that was like, well, that was that was so 2.0, you know, 2.0 is about what do you think I should do? But at the same time, I'm like, well, am I missing something here? So getting clear on what I wanted for me was work. And it was, um, do I give a fuck that anybody cares that I drive a Prius now and not a Porsche? And that took some time. And I know that sounds obnoxious, but it's true, right? And then so getting clear on how much money um, I want to make at this stage to live the life I want, getting clear on that number gave me something to, give me a target to work towards. And, And then I think there was also, you know, a lot of my friends who are super wealthy, they, you know, they were like, look, we're paying a pretty heavy price, you know, for the wealth that we're creating. We're, we're giving up lots of things um, that you're not, you know, while you're surfing, we're, we're in, uh, in a dark room on a Zoom, you know, with a board. While you're, you know, taking a month off in Greece, we are working. So there are, there are exchanges that as I got older, I started to see that I was living a different life. Um, plus, I think with age, you start to realize that tomorrow's not, no, 
Well, tomorrow's not promised, but yeah. I I don't think this has anything to do with you getting older. I think this is all about you getting uh, wiser and creating clarity on what you want. Because I know a lot of six-year-old douchebaggy people that are still doing Rob 1.0, mm-hmm. okay? So I don't think this is an age thing. Mm-hmm. But I will say this. What's interesting to me is when you were in 1.0 and you went to 2.0, so you stripped away the need for the house, the car, and whatever. In 2.0, you would get provoked. So you were starting to come more into what do you want, truly, in your heart, not just to show success, There was a moment where we were on an island in the Aeolian Islands and we were driving a scooter and this island looks like Hawaii and you were so happy and so free and you were talking about how this was life and this was the freedom and you wanted to let go and peel off the old layers and you came home, got rid of the Porsche and you bought a scooter and you were so happy about this decision because it it felt freeing to you Mm. to peel that off. And then we go to dinner and we get the provoke, the, so you gave up the Porsche? Why'd you give it up? You don't have the Porsche anymore? Were you you driving a scooter? Like, did I see you on a scooter? And the button would get hit, right? Mm. And so you, that button had to dull for you to not feel that provocation again, right? And then you go to Rob 3.0, which I think you're closer to 4.0. Like, I feel like right now you're in this stage of you don't give a fuck, you're not trying to impress anybody. But I think that you are well on your way to 4.0 because in 3.0, the the envy and the jealousy and the confusion of what you should do from 2.0, you still get that button pushed every once in a while. And you're like, should I? Should I not? Should I? Should I not? Do I need to do this just for money? And that button is still there. But now, I, as I see you evolving, it's not what was a, I need to make a million dollars so I am successful, is now I need to live a life of complete fulfillment and without regret. And that's the focus. Mm. And there's a dollar number that gives you the balance of that, but it's not about that. And so now you're living life instead of, trying to make up for whatever insecurities that you've had. And that's, I think, 4.0. I think 4.0, you are going to step fully into the full and utter enjoyment of living a life that you want to live. And it might include something. Like, don't get me wrong, because I, I can see in the thread there's some comments. Like, don't get this wrong. He's still bougie. He's still a bougie bitch. Like he still wants to have great things, but not because those great things make his give him an ego bump. He might want something incredible, a great pair of shoes that cost a ridiculous amount of money, not because of the label, but because the shoe is incredible and he appreciates the craftsmanship on it or a different car. Like it's, it's not about not wanting nice things because I think sometimes people get confused with that and they're like, yeah, I don't need nice things and I'm good and look how advanced I am. It's not about that. It's about why you need that thing. And the why behind it before was for ego and the why behind it now is for appreciation. And I think that there's a really big difference. So I see you stepping into living a life fully that you're in control of in design And 
the biggest thing is that you've learned to listen to the voice inside and what that voice is screaming and needing. Yeah, that voice is, thank you for that. That voice is, uh, is it, it gets louder and louder as you're willing to listen to it. Um, but it, when your mind is chattering so much and you don't do things like meditation or, you know, uh, whatever, any, any, any sort of things to clear your head or journaling or something, it's difficult to hear. But yeah. when you do do those things and you do pay attention, you start training yourself to listen to it because it'll, it'll, it'll talk to you if you're willing to do it. Yeah. What about you? What's 1.0 for you? <sighs> okay. So 1.0 for me, I think was um, being shitted on and accepting it. So dealing with um, living uh, living the life that I thought I should live, uh, trying to make my mother proud of me, which is like an impossible task, you know, it, it, to me. And nothing against my mother. I just think my perception of what would make her proud is an impossible like barometer to ever hit, right? So I came out of college, got a great, you know, gig or so I thought, realized it wasn't a really good job. It sounded really great being like, you know, corporate wellness director of something, but like that, it really sucked the life out of me. And I'm grateful I identified that early and I was willing to make the shift. But when I made the shift to going from having like a corporate style job to a job where I I was basically in sales and I felt the the disappointment of my of my parents. You know, I like I felt and and they might have not been disappointed in me at all. I felt like a failure because I wasn't enjoying this like nine to five thing that I thought I should have. So I had all the shoulds. I should have a job. I should have a house. I bought a house. I was 23 years old. Somehow I thought that I had to like if I was going to be successful and show the world in the similar way to you that I needed to buy a house. I didn't need, I, I, I didn't see wealth in the same way as you did, as far as like a shiny this or a shiny that. Like I really just felt like I wanted to tackle life's milestones quickly and show how, how great I was at it. And probably to try to get the respect and the pride of my family is most likely what I was doing. Mm. So... 1.0, I was very shoulded, shoulded on in, in accepting, allowing the shoulds. So I, you know, got the job, got the house, um, got married to someone I didn't love, didn't want to get married to, got divorced even faster than I got married. And that ultimately led to me not having my house, right? That was hard for me. So in Is losing, that 2.0, divorce? So d- between 1.0 and 2.0, I think was me peeling off the shoulds, like between, so if you're someone who's trying to please, please your parents, right. And you get the great job and you get the great house and you get married and you get all the things and you're doing great. And then you go through divorce, which with a Catholic family is like the worst effing thing you could do in the world. All of that pride was gone. And so I, I became basically in my eyes, not, I'm not speaking for my family in any way. I'm saying to me, I felt like the biggest failure, right? This makes me emotional. Mm. The biggest disappointment. And then in 2.0, I think that 
So um, my 2.0 and your 2.0, I think we 2.0'd together. Okay. So I came out of divorce, met you, and in meeting you, you know, here's what's so interesting, right? You never know. You could be in the lowest moment of your life and meet somebody who who inspires you to think differently. And that's what you did for me. Mm. You inspired me to to not care so much about somehow, some way, a guy that was coming out of not caring, uh, caring about what everyone thought was teaching me to, to decide what I wanted in my own life. And you were nudging me to make different decisions and to choose my own path. And you and I in that 2.0 period began to really discover, I think what we wanted and what we wanted to build together. And in that 2.0 period is where we decided we wanted to live half in California, half in Italy. Like that's where we started to dream. So if 1.0 was the shit on period, what's the 2.0 period? The, the should on period, not shit on period. That's funny. Um, I was shoulded on, not shit on. I was shoulded on. Okay. I was accepting the shoulds. And 2.0? 2.0, I think I began to come into my own and not need the shoulds. Like I remember telling my parents we were going to start this company called Jet Set Life and we were going to travel and we we're going to do all these things. And they were like, yeah, so how are you actually going to make an income though? Mm-hmm. I was like, no, 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 It's a, called an online business and we're going to, I'm going to sell guidebooks and, and things. And I remember my parents being like, you're doing what now? Like they didn't get it, but I didn't actually, it, I didn't feel like the same pressure I felt before, like the sh- you should get the nine to five. I didn't care as much. And so 2.0 was me coming into mm. my own and doing, per- you introduced me to personal development in 2.0. Tony Robbins, Chloe Madonis, like that was my period of personal development uh, and, and, and that kind of growth. Got it. And what about 3.0? What's 3.0? Uh, 3.0, 100% is when, my spirituality came into play. Mm. That's you do talk to dead people. So I, <laughs> I talk to all of them. So 3.0 is where 2.0 Kim couldn't meditate. I was the person that said, I ca- I can't meditate. My my brain won't stop. Mm. I can't, my earth is fine. Mm-hmm. Like that that spiritual, and I'm using spiritual not in a God way. Mm-hmm. I'm using spiritual as a, mm-hmm. a as a, an alignment energy connection way. 2.0 Kim couldn't do that. 1.0 Kim would have thought you were crazy. Uh, 2.0 Kim would have accepted you for who you are, but said, you go do that. I'll be over here. Uh, 3.0 is a deep dive into connecting on, is alignment. 3.0 is, is Kim in alignment. It is who I am. It is deciding what I want and listening again, you and I, again, our, our, our journey is similar because both of us in 3.0 are listening to the voice inside. Both of us, I would have been terrified in 1.0 or 2.0 to make the move we're making right now. Mm. I would have been terrified. In 3.0, I'm, I'm guided. I'll tell you something interesting. It's interesting when you, uh, by the way, I think every every couple should do a podcast with each other um, because when do you ever get the opportunity to sit down and have a microphone in front of each other where you're not scrolling your phone or you know you have a topic and you get to spend however long it takes us with each topic to go through. I, I really I really think it's incredible for mm-hmm. people. Um, 
But that notwithstanding, looking at these 1.0, 2.0, and 3.0s of us respectively has given me more insight as to sort of like that evolution and how it's happened. But more importantly, when I think about your 3.0 could never have met my 1.0 right. and, and made it work. Right. So we both had to be in our own 1.0 because when I think about, you know, how, how you said, you know, sort of at that stage that I wasn't particularly feeling um, like I had, you know, my own voice or whatever, but I was somehow able to give you the confidence for you to get it. Yeah. So for, and we can get lost in the reason why, but none of it matters. It matters that there was at that stage of your life and at that stage of my life, synergistically, those pieces locked in together and helped us to grow into the next stage. And then 2.0 did it. And now the same thing in 3.0. And I think what happens with couples is they grow separately. Yeah. They either never get out of the 1.0 or they get they go from 1.0 to 7.0 and the other person still mm -hmm. stays. So it's like being willing to do work that ascends these stages, mm -hmm. I think is, is really critical. So it's interesting to see. So um, I would recommend uh, to you guys out there listening in on this, um, I'm sure it's very difficult for you not to think about your own 1.0, 2.0, mm -hmm. and 3.0. So I would, uh, I would, you know, take five minutes, ten minutes, whatever. And if you want to make this fast and easy, assign a word to who your 1.0 was and and 2.0 and 3.0, and then just sort of like reflect on maybe what you think. Uh, you'd like 4.0 to look like or the direction that you feel like 4.0 is going to. So let's close with that. What do you think your 4.0 now is going to be? If 3.0 is spirituality, will you be levitating in 4.0? <laughs> no, I think I, I, you know what it is in 3.0, just connecting in and, and knowing what I need and what the universe to me is about. I think that's a never ending journey that, you know, but unlocking the journey is 3.0, I think. 4.0, I think is going to be stepping into living in joy and living in complete alignment at all times. Mm. And, and and I don't mean that like we're not gonna have issues and, or whatever. Like I mean, intentional. Mm. With my intention being to live in complete alignment and to... You know, we we created this um, motto, Robert Victor Anthony, a hundred years ago: "Do more things you love and less things you don't." Right? That was our motto. Uh, excuses are, are over; it's time to live. That's what we did: do more things you love, less things you don't. And I think four point is going to be doing more things I love, and from that place of proper alignment and just living that every day. And I think this exercise, if I can say one thing about it on the heels of you, you know, giving homework and asking people to do this, it's really easy wherever you are in this moment today to judge how far you think you should have come or what your life should look like at this point or whatever it is. It's so easy to be critical and to judge yourself in your current moment. But when you do this and you see how far you've come, it's emotional. Mm. And you can have pride in yourself seeing how far you've come as a human being. And if you haven't come very far and you realize you're probably still teetering somewhere around one, one or 2.0, then maybe it's looking to the future and what that's going to be for you. And how can your 
your growth game has to be strong. And a lot of people aren't willing to put the work in to actually grow. And I'm not talking about business. I'm talking about your life. And so that growth game, what does your growth game look like? And how can you bring it to the next level? So what's your 4.0? I'm uh, sorry. For me, 4.0 is just fun. It's, uh, it's stepping into fun in my life and not, uh, you know, I'm, I'm over what people think about me. In fact, you know, I, just text I, them I, and you'll I, find out. <laughs> I, I, I joke about the fact that I'm, I, I still can't believe that people are even talking about me. So I don't give a fuck what you think about me, um, at all. So that's not there for me. I'm not trying to impress you anymore. I am bougie and I still do want nice things. I want to have a great place in Florence and I want to travel and do all those things. But you want them for a different reason. But I want them, I want them for a different reason. So for me, 4.0 is more about fun. What can I do in my life? Because business is always going to take care of itself. I think that there's always this fear of like, oh, I'm not going to have enough money. I'm not going to be able to, I'm, I'm never going to stop that. <laughs> you know, people are like, are you going to go to Italy and not work? Yeah. After, like that's not even possible. I mean, it's, it's, it's never going to happen. There's always going to be some new business opportunity. So I've let go of the anxiety. I, I would like to let go of the anxiety of business and what that is going to look like and being in that hustle stage. You know, I'll be looking for more things that are automated. Uh, like we've got this new Amazon business that's automated. Um, I'm looking more for things that I don't have to hustle as hard. And I will be looking to do more things that are fun. I've shared before that, you know, this next stage when we go to Italy, I'm going to have a language person come over a couple of days a week. I'm going to have an art historian uh, take us out to museums and teach us about art a couple of times a week. And, you know, I want to do different things. I want to do, you know, wine tasting and cheese tastings. And, and really know, understand it. And understand it and spend more time uh, in, uh, in fun and double down on recreation. And fun. I think we both want to become more well-rounded. Yeah. Right. Because in America, we feel very like business family, but I want to have, I want to have textures to my life. I want to have facets. I want to have, I want to be able to speak multiple languages. I want to be able to have a conversation about an artist. I want to be able to say that I've read you know, um, not say that I've read, but to engage in conversation about historic books that are important in, you know, culture. And I think Florence is the center of a lot of that. And so we'll get to live that life. So we are led, uh, we are led to that together. Thank God that um, we are uh, I know. doing this journey together. It would be a real fucking shit show. Yeah, if, my, my 2.0 would have hated your 1.0. And honestly, you would have hated mine too. It's fine. We're, we, we were meant to be where we, where we are. On that note, we will uh, bid you adieu, au revoir. And as we are about to say soon, arrivederci. Ciao, and we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. All right, thanks for listening. If you love this episode and you know someone that needs some help in either stepping up their work hard game or their play hard game, it would mean the world to me if you shared this podcast with them to help me get this movement out there. So if you like what you heard, head on over to iTunes, take 30 seconds and leave me a five-star review and I will be forever grateful. So until the next episode, excuses are over. It's time to live. <laughs>